Your rug was in the car. No, here. Separate incidents. The dude is not in. Do you Please find him much, uh, these stolen cars? Sometimes. Wouldn't hold out much hope for the tape deck, though. Or the credence. Well, what about, uh, the briefcase? Mr. Lebowski, I'd like to see you. Call when you get home and I'll send a car for you. My name is Maud Lebowski. I'm the woman who took your rug. Well, guess we can close the file on that one. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. It allows life to exist in the bleak, black emptiness of space. Providing insight. I don't know what she said that. <laughs> Maybe Saint Sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in the commentary. He's found himself in a world turned upside down. <laughs> flare, 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 flare. And conjecture. It looks like the pool is empty. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And now, Gutterball. Dooter door. is what I said. Dooter door. Doodledore. What does that, that mean is, to you? That is your <laughs> uh, that is your acapella rendition of James Horner's majestic theme to Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. That was my alter ego, was James Horner. Like it was Doodledore, but people in the know <laughs> knew it as James Horner. They would call yes. me Jim or Jimmy, either one. No big deal, you know. I could be called Jimmy. I was almost called, now check this out, I was almost named, this is my name now, the thing that I'm most known for, my name was almost Seth. Seth. Imagine if you were friends with a (laughs) Seth. That would be something. Seth. You know, I'm actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I kind of feel bad that you're not friends with a Seth. Seth. I mean, who's friends with a Seth? I think you could work the Seth. Really? A Seth? It's so Seth. it's so serpentile, you know? It's very serpentine, Seth. It sounds like a snake, you know? I got a, like a forked tongue that comes out a little once in a while. Well, that's maybe why it would have suited you. That might have worked really well, actually. That could have come in handy on a couple of different occasions, actually. Fork it does tongue. seem kind of like kind of goth or something. Seth. Yeah, it seems goth until you realize that really it was just biblical. Sure, but it's a biblical goth. <laughs> Bible goth. Bible goth. <laughs> yes. Bible goth. kind of... Makes me think of like I don't know Seth, yeah, Seth. But you see the forked tongue coming out, and the snakes like. But what they do with that is they smell the air. It's like let's smell around and see what's around here. Again, like I said, this could come in handy. A forked tongue. 
I don't I don't mind a fork tongue that like flits out and moves around real fast. That could be awesome. There's some advantages. There's some you could I mean, besides the obvious, you could, you know, be a hit at parties. Hey, yeah. Seth, let's see your tongue, man. Could work. Uh, could work. Gutterballs.tv, facebook.com slash gutter, gutter, gutter something. Who cares? Gutterballs.tv. That's all you need to know. <laughs> HTTP colon forward slash forward slash gutterballs.tv. That's all you need to know. You can find the episode, leave a comment, oh. show notes, our Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You could there. be the first to comment. I was waiting that. for a comment. I mean, we had some re- grade A assholes really begging us for comment features on the website who, to my knowledge, haven't commented yet. So... You could be the first. You could one-up Joss Whedon right now. Listener. Anyway. We've got an episode here, Bradley. An episode. I believe this is episode 43. Yes, it's episode 43. And I haven't... I must beg your forgiveness. I haven't had time to do the due diligence because I've been helping uh, my sister-in-law... Now, she's a very talented musician, and she just released her first album. And seeing as how she just had a kid, it's a, it's a kid's album. It's like a surfy, beachy kid's album, but awesome. But she's trying to like cool. get her music all out there, and so I'm helping her encode songs and like transcode them to MP3s and all this, but she has to send them to me. And she's got a PC... And so Internet Explorer, oh, the PC, the fucking Internet Explorer, like that's the wink, weak link right there. Jesus Christ! You go to Internet Explorer, you log into your Gmail, and you go to the little grid icon to open up Google Drive, and it's like, oh, sorry, I can't do that. It's like, fuck, can't upload the thing to Drive. And share the link with me because it's Internet Explorer. So she had to download Chrome, get that going. It's ah, oh, it's just a fucking nightmare. But so does she have a website? Well, yeah, Meredith Ray. She, there it is. You can pimp it to our listener. Sure. Hey, mom, go she, listen she, to you know your daughter-in-law's sister's uh, songs. So that's cool, man. So this episode continues... So this minute continues the scene, at least at first, from last week, with the dude sitting in his chair. Oh, it's MeredithRayMusic.com. Sorry, not Meredith Meredith Ray. R-E-Y? R-A-E. R-A-E. MeredithRayMusic.com. Right. Should we put it in the show notes? Sure we should. Why not? Why the fuck not? I've spent enough time of my life on it. Might as well put it in there. Jesus. So, yes. So the dude's in his chair, reclining back, talking to the cops. Yeah, he's he's reclining. The cop's not reclining. No. The angry cop's not reclining. Definitely not. 
Well, the cops are kind of leaning forward in a way matching the way the dude is leaning backwards. It's it's zen. It's compensation yeah. of some type. Fucking zen. Which I should say, I, I'm on page 68 of the textbook. Which I don't know if you've even cracked open the cover yet. I've, I've, I've cracked open the cover, but that's about it. Last night, I was like... Well, a friend of mine gave me a book to read. I was like, books? Really? A book? It's like, so I have this book sitting there on my nightstand that I'm supposed to read? Which, just the impetus of having, like, a book that somebody wants me to read, like, made me pull open the drawer and whip out the textbook and start reading that. It's like ultimate procrastination because somebody's expecting me to do something and I'm going to do this other thing even though it's kind of the same exact thing you're like I'm not going to read that book but nobody's expecting me that's so me. bizarre <laughs> nobody's I'm expecting me to read just read this book right nobody's expecting me to read the textbook for this podcast except the listener perhaps well, I hadn't thought of that thank you the uh the answering machine clicks. That's there's a long time now. This is something here. I've got a lot to say about this answering machine, Bradley. Hi, Bradley. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Adam? I'm well. But I have a lot to say. Or should about I this. say Seth? <laughs> Can you call me Seth from now on? I just want to like I'll feel try. it out. I'll try to remember. We'll see how it could have feel. You're, this is the all. This is now another parallel universe where you're Seth. I want to we'll try it out. I just want to see how it works. Maybe it works nice. There, there's something to be said for changing your name as a middle-aged adult. You can just, you know, at work, you'll have to call like a, a meeting, a conference with everyone, and um, you know, you're going to say, "I just want to let you all know from now on, I'm Seth." I'll have to send an email to Info Center and like contact HR. Yes. Well, HR would probably call the meeting, I guess. Yeah, may they might initiate that. But, um, you know, there would be an informal meeting or two with my immediate work group and then the larger work group. But maybe my manager might call the meeting with the larger work group. I'm not sure how that would go, but it's something we'll feel out, I guess, as we go along. That being said... This work groups. Oh, don't get me started on work groups, Brad. Do you use Windows for work groups? That might be the problem with your work groups. What is it now when you if say... If you're using the wrong version of Windows. When you say Windows, do you mean the yes. operating system? I do. I'm talking about an organizational structure. Oh, I know. I understand that. But I'm just saying you don't have the wrong... You have the wrong operating system for your organizational structure. Is my guess. Um, if if I could be so bold as to say we don't have any operating system for our work groups, this is just a thing that exists in a PDF somewhere that sometimes you have to access. See, there's your problem right there. It should be an open doc. But if you were... Or an EPUB, perhaps. If you were going to access it, possibly... It would be under the umbrella of SharePoint. Mm, okay. Which are 
person organization is 96 to 8% PC based. But being in the media business, we're obviously a Mac shop, are six people. And let me tell you something. Trying to check out a document via SharePoint on a Mac is an exercise in madness. You can't check out the document on your Mac. Now I know, I know, There's everybody's tearing their hair out all over the internet, all six of them. You could check it out, you just gotta do this, go read it. No, really what you have to do is you have to download it to wherever, your desktop or your downloads folder, look at it, do what you wanna do, save it, and then re-upload it. There's no like dynamic checking in and out which is the epitome of insanity to me. Everybody else doing one thing, and you, the lone, tiny man in the frothing sea of madness, trying to do another thing, but playing with the opponent's rules. You know, the, you're playing with the sea's rules, and you're a tiny sailor, on this crashing sea of insanity. And you're on this, you're in a dinghy, basically. It's, uh, don't get me started on SharePoint, Brad. I just. Well, the trick, Seth, is to just. Uh, thank you. Recognize that you have no control. But how does that help, though? How does that help? Just you start, you stop fighting it. It relieves all the tension. I thought that's the what I did. The sea is just going to do what it will do. The sea does what it does. Exactly. 4159, I'm looking up the dude's shorts uncomfortably. I feel like I might see a testy. But I don't. It's not quite there. But I see the lump area where his testes might be, and it's like this shot of him reclining back in his chair always made me uncomfortable because it's like I might see something pop out there. I never liked it. There's too much leg. You see this? I do. Granted, it's one second before a minute, but we go back to it. It's what's well, technically we could call it a revisit. Whatever. Fine, we'll it's call there. it a revisit. It's there. It goes into 4200, so. But I don't like that. I don't like how his shorts are like like, the dude has no compunction about just, like, physical wherewithal. Like, really, are you parked on 42 colon 00? I'm parked on 41 colon 59. Either way, it's it's the shot of the dude yeah. leaning back. It's like... It's, there's a lot of leg. Yeah, really look in there, though, on his right leg, our left, and it's it's kind of folding open there. Like, you are so close. Maude Lebowski would have something to say about this conversation. She would. He's opening his legs to the, um, the authorities. She would have something to say about the double standard, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, how so? How well, so? Well, if this Bradley? was Bunny leaning back, opening her legs, we'd, we'd, we'd have. Well, that no would problem. mean one we thing. wouldn't bat an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 
we say testes, balls, sack, iron rods. We have no problem. And by iron rod, I meant um, iron spheres, but no big deal. Well, there's an there's yeah, an iron sphere and a copper rod. It's gross, though. It always like put me off. It's too- it, well, the dude is just gross. This just you know helps drive that home. But I don't really think he's gross. I think he's like. Now, if I was going to be a gay man, I might be a gay man with somebody like the dude, you know? He likes to drink his white think Russians about, and, you know, he's, know. he's clean. His... He's clean, well, Brad. Is he, though? We talked about that. I mean, he is. He does bathe. I don't know. I'm just remembering like, his T-shirt with the hole. But he, just because he has three outfits doesn't mean those three outfits are dirty. His jellied You're making a legs. broad assumption there. Well, okay. The jellies, okay. Lop him off from the ankle below. And we might be, he can stump around. I'll wheelchair him around. But other than that, he's all right. I mean, he has some stuff going for him. What's he holding here in his lap? What is that? Uh, is it the phone? No? Wait, I'm trying to remember now. It's on the pause. I have to hit pause. All right, I'm just pausing, so I have no context. Must be the phone, right? Well, in my mind, it's the phone. yeah, it's the phone. But it looked really weird in that shot. Like it looked like it was just like plush or something. The way well, it was no. pressed up into his doughy, doughy body. You know what it looked like is one of those. So there's. This isn't exactly right, but this is sort of like an old Pennsylvania Dutch thing. Now I grew up in um, Pennsylvania, and my family had uh, Dutch heritage. And, you know, sort of southern and encroaching up into uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. There's a lot of, like, Dutch influence there. And one of their, you know, old-timey remedies for basically anything that ills you, anything that pains you, is it's a corn bag. I thought this was a corn bag. Now, corn bag, okay. it's just, yeah, you, I gotta you, know what this. A, you know what a corn bag is. I, I don't. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It sounds pretty awesome, though. Oh, it's fucking awesome. You have no idea. I... Hmm. Don't get me started on corn bags, but here we go. So a corn bag now is... um, So corn... Like, a lot of people know corn is like... It's this thing we eat, right? Sometimes it's dried and popped. Sometimes it's like... In little kernels, we put it in some butter and... Put it in a pan, mm. eat it, you know, who knows what you, you might do eat it. it right off the cob. Might eat, you know, maybe you'll eat it off the maybe you'll grill it, maybe you'll steam it, put some butter cream on it. it. Cream some it, maybe co- some creamed corn, you'll eat it in reverse, who knows? But other times corn is is put in giant silos and dried out. It just dried, and then they use it for like I'm getting it all wrong, but I don't care. Jay Young would be so pissed at me. But then they dry it out and then they can like Remove the kernels, the hard, dried kernels from the cob, which, don't get me started on cornholes, but remove the, you know about cornholes, right? I know about the great cornholio. So, cornhole is a reference to an anus. A cornhole, they would remove the kernels from a dried out, 
corn cob. So then you'd be left with just the cob with no kernels. Then you would use that as your toilet paper. This was your toilet paper. And you'd rub it around in your anus. And I like to say anus instead of anus. But anyway, yeah, you'd rub it around and it would be a nice way to get everything out of there. Cornhole. Would it be disposed of then? Like there'd be so many on the farm, it'd be like disposable like toilet paper? I don't... Or would it be like there'd be one... Like like hung from a little nail in the outhouse wall, and that would is like the corn right with cob used for that month on like a little wire or something, and maybe you'd wipe it off on the grass. I don't know. I don't know if they were reusable. Jesus God, I hope maybe <laughs> they would change it out each time. Like it seems like a rather <laughs> abundant stock, but uh, cornhole. So yeah, you rub your ass out. One of my ancestors' name was Corn Planter, so I don't... This is too much. I'm getting way off track here. The corn bag, Brad. The corn bag. So this looks like a corn bag that he's holding. So the corn bag is you dry out the corn cobs with the kernels on them. You remove the kernels. You take these totally dried out corn kernels, and you sew them up in this cloth bag. And it's about 8 inches by 6 inches by about 2 inches tall. And then you have this, this, like, sack. It's like a, um, it's about the size of a, uh, a, um, I don't know, like a, um, uh, like an oversized mouse pad that's 2 inches tall or something. Or like, it's kind of like, I'm picturing, so it's like a... Is it kind of like a bean bag? Yeah, it's it's like a a bean bag. bag. It's like a bean, like an oversized external hard drive, basically. Yes, it's a bean bag, but it's got dried corn kernels in it. But the thing is, it's sewed up tight, and you can uh, microwave this thing for like 90 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds. It gets like really hot, but they never pop, they never burn. It just gets really warm, and it's like a heating pad, and you can just, like, put it on yourself, and it wraps around real nicely, and it's like the hot version of putting a bag of frozen peas on yourself. Right. Well, I've seen these. We actually have something like that. I don't think it's made of corn. It's probably made from some type of industrial material of some kind. Hmm. But it's the same thing. It's like you you keep you can put it in the freezer, and then it's like you can put it on, you know, it's like the bag of peas, or put it in the microwave for a little bit, and then it's like piping hot, and you can, now, you know, put it on whatever your neck or whatever ails you. Now, that's an innovation. Maybe I should put this thing in the freezer one time. But I, so you have some corn, some, you have some corn bags today? Well, I only have one, which is... You know, I didn't, for a while there, I didn't have any, and it really frustrated me, because I only knew to get them from, like, a relative, like, sewing them together from corn that was dried out in the backyard. So, like, you don't just go to Walmart and buy a corn bag, you know? Where are you going to get a corn bag? So for like six or seven years, I didn't have a corn bag. We had one corn bag, actually, but we moved around so much, it was like 
buried in one of these plastic tubs. Right. And it's like, where's the fucking corn bag? My neck hurts. What am I going to do? What, rub some icy hot on it? That doesn't work. I need my corn bag. Couldn't find it. We eventually found it, but then my grandmother made me another one. I was like, ugh. But still, somehow we only have one. So we lost one. And we're corn bags. It's hard to keep track of your corn bags. Well, you're using them all the time. You know, that's the thing. It's like they end up under the bed. Most things you lose are under the bed. That's that's something I'm going to throw out there for everybody. Oh, you can't find X? Look under your bed. God damn it. It's there. I guarantee you it's there right now. But, yeah, we're down to one corn bag again. But I just found it today again. Even though we just used it like five days ago, it was lost again because... Usually when you're using it, you're writhing around in pain, and who knows where it ends up, so. I got it, though. I got it. Alright, corn bags. The dude's phone looked like a corn bag, and he's holding it. And, you know, a woman using a corn bag oftentimes will hold it in the same position he's holding it. Not to be too gender-specific about this, or, um, whatever. But, a lot of times that's where a woman will hold a corn bag. It's 4201. But enough about corn bags. Let's move on. You know, th- we're at such a random place right now, and I don't know how we ended up here, but I just... This has been plaguing me, Bradley. I'm going to ask you to tell me about something. You're not going to like it, but I'm just... Oh, boy. I'm just, right. just going to ask you about it because... I need to know more. This I feel like this is something that you've never <laughs> fully explained to me. Okay. And this goes way back now. But I need to know. I just need to know more. I'm going to say three words to you. Okay. I'm going to say the first word, and I bet you can guess what the next two words are. Ready? Lay it on me, Seth. <laughs> Aquatic. Oh, of course I know what the next two words are. What are they? What are they, uh, Job? Aquatic monkey boy. Jesus, tell me about the aquatic monkey boy. We, 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 we didn't, we haven't talked about this on show before. Oh. Seems like it would come up all the time. Yeah, we're, maybe we're right. 43 episodes in and we have not once mentioned aquatic monkey boy. And not only that, but I'm not even fully, like, it's been probably 11, 12 years since we've even talked about Aquatic Monkey Boy. So I need a refresher, because I don't feel like I've gotten the full story. Well, the full story would probably take much more time than we have We'll have a separate podcast for, um, you know, Aquatic Monkey Experiences. Male, Whether they male be or boy, female. boys, men, Ma- doesn't matter. Man, boys, boy. any sort of aquatic monkey hybrids, aquatic monkey dogs, perhaps. <laughs> there could be the occasional topic. Seriously, though, I just like so. Okay, it was so the full story. Yes, yes, yes. Because when I first heard about this, was 
It seemed to me like looking back on it was a period of great hyperbole. Everything was like, oh, this is crazy. No, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing ever. But now, after some time, a decade or so, a decade and a half, two decades, like you, you've had some time to reflect. Maybe we can get the real story here. <laughs> no? No good? I don't know. Well, so, what well, real is so subjective at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, part of the reason, perhaps, for this hyperbole, this sense of hyperbole, is because... And everything that led up to the encounter with the aquatic monkey boy was insane. So, maybe you start at the beginning... I need to know, man. We, I, this this keeps. Do you understand? This keeps me up at night. Like last night, I couldn't sleep. I'm just thinking about the splashing. I'm not gonna get into it. It was just a weird. It was like we had stepped into you know some sort of David Lynch, Twin Peaks, X Files type of universe. You know, you know how sometimes that happens. I understand all too well. But and this was maybe the mother of all those experiences. But you say we. Yes, there was a, a group of us. I wasn't there. Well, you were not included, though. No, but there was a group of us in a car. And, you know, we were college in college, college age. There was just kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes you're just bored looking for things to do. I don't know. We were, like, driving, and we randomly went down a dirt road. <laughs> Just like, hey, let's see what's down here. It looks spooky. This looks nice. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? And we ended up on this dirt road. I'm going to say for 50 miles. That's, that's, that's a hell of a thing to say. I can't say. Uh, well, we'll say this. When, when we finally reached civilization, when we could figure out where we were, it was 50 miles later we were 50 <laughs> miles down the interstate we had to drive back on the interstate approximately 50 miles to get home now the interstate was not within sight this whole time no no so you were kind of you were out there so we were out there somehow you, could, yeah. you couldn't see lights or cars for a lot or... of it there was nothing it was it was it was like the it was dark out once in a while some chickens Black. hanging from ropes on a cabin exactly. here and there Exactly. We did come to some sort of cabin lodge at one point um, on the side of the road. There was a sign kind of handwritten. What did it say? See, these said, are the details I need. It said, Blood Run Lodge. You shut the fuck up. Blood Run and, Lodge. And we kind of stopped there. It was a hand like on a piece of plywood? Kind of, yeah, like some kind of wooden board. Crooked. And said, Blood Run blood run Lodge. And so we just kind of stopped there for a while. The car, we stopped, and we are just looking at the Blood Run Lodge. How could you not stop and look at that, except that, why would you stop and look at that? Well, it was one of these things where it was like, dude, keep going. No, I'm going to say, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're like kind of like testing our limits how long can we stay here before we get so freaked out we like just like peel out here wait because we'd already driven an an unmeasurable (laughs) amount of time through this dirt road through woods everybody stay here brad and i are gonna get out and look around (laughs) yes 
Oh, and there was the Blood Run Lodge, and the windows of the Blood Run Lodge had curtains over them, and it did have these, like, I don't know, weird 70s, like, blue with weird patterns on it kind of curtains. It was definitely, you know, brought back, like, all kinds of David Lynch moments for me. Were there lots of leaves on the ground? I can't really say. Were there was there a, a flickering light in one of the windows that you could just see between two of there the curtains? There wasn't, but like we could see the curtains because our headlights were like shining onto them. Like the way the road went, like we just kind of stopped. Oh, is that our, a turn? It was like at like a turn. It, well, I guess it was kind of a turn. Yeah. Hmm. Blood run and lodge, and you sat there for a while. Sat there, probably not that long, maybe only twenty seconds, <laughs> because what happened was. Someone was in there and pulled the curtain aside. Shut up. And that's the point where we like pretty much screamed <laughs> on top of our lungs. Did you press on the accelerator? We're gone, man. Did you see the person? What kind of person was this? It was How many eyes um, did they have? In my recollection, I would say this was a this was an a somewhat elderly man. And it's not like he was standing in the window. It was like the curtain went to the side, and it was just kind of like his head in the corner of the window. Ugh. Almost as if he was maybe only two feet tall, or like perhaps he was laying on like a cot or something or next to the window. Maybe he was in a up. wheelchair. Something like that. Or maybe he was yes. just all stumps and was standing. Yes. So then... Yes, that, see, that's your dismissive yes. Then we went <laughs> to... We eventually... I'm trying to remember. There's probably other things. Some other things I'm missing. But ultimately... How many we people are in, in the car? Five. Five. Okay. It was a Volkswagen Jetta, I do believe. Right. Two people in front, three in back. At least it wasn't a van, because all hell breaks loose when you're in a yeah. Volkswagen van. We ended up, we eventually ended up in a town. Oh, a town. The town of Picture Rocks. What time is this of the day? This is very late evening. I'm going to say... 7 p.m. 10.30 to 11.30 p.m. at this point. We are in picture rocks. All right. You're in full-on creep mode. This is full-on, like, you get What's, murdered mode. Yeah, so picture rocks. Picture rocks is like a, a town. It's not... Can it's I look like, okay, this up this right now? Picture rocks? You can. Seriously? I've actually heard it on the radio once. What radio? Between then and now. I was, some radio station was on. It was like, 93.8 FM, serving the greater Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. And then they had, like, these voices. Shit. They, like... Williamsport, Lewisburg, Picture Rocks. Look at this, Picture Rocks. Yeah. Wait, you were way up there. That's not a good place to be. That is not a good place to be. That's like edge of civilization. You know they have Bigfoot sightings up there. Steph, why Do they have aquatic monkey boy sightings, though? That's the real question. You're going to have to tell me. So listen, we're not we even going? to that yet. You're only in your so you enter the town of Picture Rocks. I'm sorry, we're not talking about the Big Lebowski, but I don't give a shit. I need to hear about this. We're gonna talk about that. We will get back to the Big. It's Lebowski. It's gonna circle back around. I promise you. 
This this has relevance. We end up in Picture Rocks. Jesus. We... This is a two-horse town now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a one-horse. It's like a two-horse town. Yeah. Two to three-horse town. Maybe, so, maybe a two-and-a-half-horse town. So we're in this Picture Rocks, and... It's a terrible what's place What's strange... I'm trying to remember exactly how this went down, but in essence... Um, well, that's why this is important, because we need to, you yeah. know, immortalize this. We need to, like, lay this down for the generations. In essence, there were tons of people. That's what was weird. Even though it was, like, 1030 at night. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. It was lots of people on the street. And, like, we're kind of lost. We're not sure how to get in the town. I think we're, like, running out of gas. We're trying to find a gas station. We, like... See one, but miss the turn, so then we go down this alley. And as we go down the alley, it's just kind of like garages. Like, we're going down, like, there's just, like, garage after garage, like, on the right and left. Like, this alleyway of little, like, storage unit garage type things. And they're all open. And they're all filled with, like, wicker things. Everybody had wicker. Like, it was all wicker. It was all these, like... So it was probably, like, I don't know, just a lot of wicker. <laughs> so that was weird. We are like, why is everyone on the street, and why is there all this wicker everywhere? Why is like, picture rocks, up? painted rocks, so wickerly? Yeah. So it was very kind of weird. We were like, there were a little... Again, we're coming off the Blood Run Lodge. So you're creeped so out to begin with. Going. You're right. So you're it's kind of at like, this point, anything a little out of the ordinary kind right. of creeps us out. Yeah, you're like, prepped. So a little creeped out. You're prepped up for... Not super creeped out. Not like we're going to bolt, because, we're, okay, we're going to stop for gas. We stop for gas. Your and hairs are standing it, on edge a little bit. And it seems kind of normal. Like, we're out. We're, we got the gas, you know, pumping the gas. All right. Not bad. There we go. Then... You know, finish pumping the gas, you know, maybe, you know, we did a little pit stop, you know, buy some Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. Oh, you got to have those. And you hope you know, that they're like stuff. a little wet. Like you hope you don't get the dry ones. Yeah. Like it's all like chalky. Yeah. Ugh, those are the worst. So we're getting back into the car now. You want them to be a little oily. We're getting back into the car. And as we're getting I back wonder into if the anyone car, remembers why we started this, but go ahead. As we're getting back into the car, <laughs> what drives past us but the aquatic monkey boy? What do you mean on like a moped? No, this was a truck hauling a trailer. So this was this trailer was like what you might see at a state fair, like an exhibit, like come see the aquatic monkey boy, one hundred percent real from the Found in the Amazon. Science cannot explain it. Just $3 to take a look at the aquatic monkey. Well, you know, one of those types of things. Dude, I don't know if you've ever been to a state fair that has that kind of stuff. I've never done it. I can't bring myself to do that kind of thing. Well, you've never looked at it, but you've ever been to, like, a fair with that kind of stuff? I've seen movies no? about fairs, maybe. Yeah, no. I've Yeah, Bloomsburg Fair, very big. Oh, God. That oh, kind of why would I ever go to that shit? Never. No, I've never oh, been. I don't know. To... You're missing out, dude. Anyway, clearly, Aquatic Monkey Boy, and so there it is, Aquatic Monkey Boy, and this was like a trailer 
See, I don't understand these fairs, Brad. I'll never understand them, and I'm not going to subject myself I, to I them. I don't understand them either. That's why I need to go to experience the bequizzlement. I, <laughs> I don't. I prefer to remain unbequizzled because I like to live in my own tiny little bubble. Anyway, continue. I need to know the full truth here. So the trailer was like, it wasn't just like a trailer. There was like a bottom piece. And then, like, bar. So it was kind of like, picture, like, your simple... Like something that would tow your car if you broke down, but you couldn't, they couldn't drag it. They had to put it up on top of the thing. No, 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 no. So there's, like, a pickup truck or something hauling this thing. But the trailer was like a, uh... Um... Like, imagine, like... Is it two separate pieces? The traditional, like, train car with, like, zoo animals in it. Yeah. From, like, of your... Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, the your times. I know. Yeah, like, so it was kind of like that. Like, there was, like, a bottom. So it wasn't like it was just, like, a, a flat platform and then bars. It was like there was, like, a bottom piece. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'll just cut to the chase. There was, like, water in it. So it was, like, kind of like an aquarium, like a, a tractor full of water, a tra- this trailer full of water, but then bars and then, like, a top piece. Right. So the bottom half was waterproof. Which had, which had water right. in it, right? And we knew it had water in it because as this thing, so we saw it go by. And we're like, shit! Hop in the car. We start following it. We're like, we gotta see the aquatic monkey. After boy. the blood lodge, you're gonna follow aquatic monkey boy. Exactly. Did, we were hungering for it at that point. Now, did you know it was aquatic monkey boy? At this, did somebody see the sign on the yeah, side like or the something? Sign, the sign was aquatic monkey boy. Like this hand painted, awful writing. Well, no, it was like circus I, writing. It was, it like, was like circus well writing. Well done, yeah, like nineteen exactly. forties style, very braggadocio. Braggadocio. Yes, and it was kind Braga. of like an ornate thing to the trailer, like the little braggad something icho stuff. Yeah. So we follow the thing, uh-huh. and we knew there was water in there because, like, as it would go around a corner or something, like some of the little water would like slip out as the trailer kind of rocked a little well, bit. Slosh over the side. A little bit would slosh over the side or whatever, exactly. Did your tires run through that little bit of water? I can't answer that. Would you have been afraid if they had? I would not have been. Okay. I feel that this was just regular water. Okay. There was no special properties to it. Not tainted by... I never considered that, but that's that's what I would say. Let's keep it that way. It'll be better for you. So... We're following the aquatic monkey boy, and there, there it is. Every once in a while, its hand would kind of like fling out the side. You say its, even though it was a monkey boy. Yeah, I'm just assuming it was a monkey boy, not a boy monkey. Monkey it. Or a boy monkey, not a monkey. I don't know. Anyway, every once in a while, this like, yeah, weird hand thing would kind of slide out. And then... Did it look like a human hand, Brad? What'd the hand look like? It was hard to tell. It was just like... Was a, it hairy? It was more like... It was very hairy. It was more like an ape hand or something. It was hairy. Then... Oh, then... See, this is... See, ex- this is so exactly we're, we're, why I wanted you to tell me about this. Because this is where it stopped. Like, it's because like, the hand comes like, over and that's all I know. Oh, the hand is just the beginning. Ah! Man. The hand is just the beginning. We're we're following this thing. The Stop hand it. every once in a while is flying out. We're crazy. We're every once in a while like, oh, it's the monkey boy hand. Now, how fast do you go? Are you speeding around curves and shit? 
Or is this like, you're going 30 miles an hour? We're probably Which going might 30 be miles worse. an hour. That might actually be worse. We're just following this thing. Oh. Then eventually, there it is in all its glory. It jumps out of the water onto the bars of the cage, clutching it with all four limbs. The monkey boy. The aquatic monkey boy. Did you say aquatic? Aquatic. Was he did okay. And then that's it. There he was. We saw him. What did he it's look cool. like? He's like kind of like a monkey. <laughs> Maybe like a sloth kind of a thing or something. So there's a waterborne. But there it is. We're in Pennsylvania, and this crazy water primate is there, staring us down at like eleven thirty, eleven at night, whatever it was. What was the reaction of the five people in the car when this aquatic, we were ape-like creature we were, jumped on the bars? Like, did we you didn't have beyond, an accident? We were, we, we were out of our mind with insanity at that point. I think we were probably just. Screaming with a combination of horror and delight. Because I'm looking at where Painted Rocks is, and I can only imagine where you were when you saw... Picture Rocks. Picture Rocks, sorry. Pic yeah. This is not uh, yeah. Wild at well, Heart. we did, if you look at the Red Rock West at Picture Rocks... It's a horrible place we, to be. We followed... Were you on uh, 118? I cannot answer that. I cannot really remember. What I do remember is being in Picture Rocks. We followed this this truck, and then eventually it got onto the interstate. Two twenty, probably. Looking here, I'm thinking maybe it was one eighty. Oh, back down that way. Because we eventually went back to eighty, and then took eighty. Back oh, home. so probably yeah, probably two twenty to one eighty. Huh. Boy, that's a hell of a thing to lay on somebody with a head full of acid. So, Jesus. I mean, there we went. It was something. Like, if if you, like, if you were in Manhattan, you know, you're on like Sixth Ave and Fifty Eighth, and a truck drove by, and some aquatic monkey creature jumped out at the bars at you and splashed some water on you, and you got a little wet, and you'd probably go like, ha, 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 New York. But when you're out in the middle of like Bigfoot country. In northern buttfuck Pennsylvania, and you see something like that. We just encountered the Blood Run Lodge. Right, that is not good. Picture rocks. Jesus. Fucking a man. Fucking Blood Run a. Lodge, Pennsylvania. Nothing comes up in Google. It's unmapped. It's uncharted. Is it some? I should try to refind it. Is it a um, sort of like cash under the table retirement home? Do you think? Who knows? I really can't even speculate a guess. So I guess this wouldn't be. A I feel like they have a copy of the Necronomicon there. Jesus. Decretu matu. That's just the impression I got. The fuck? <laughs> what? What is it? Decretu. Decretu matu mat, matuku bratu. You mean, bratu. Um, you mean um, uh, the other thing? Army of Darkness. But it's actually from the day the Earth stood still. 
Fatu uh, Verata Nikto, right? I, I'm not going to try to make sense of my cultural references. They're for others to make sense of. Fatu Verata Nikto. Fatu Verata Nikto. But didn't he say that in Army of Darkness? He did. Okay. That was in there, but it was kind of a joke because I was like, oh, that's the thing from Day of right. the Earth. So that's you know. not the Necrocomon- Necronomicon. Right. What's the Necronomicon? I know it's something bad. Is this from Lord of the Rings? The Necromancer? No? Something different? Is this a bad thing? Do I not, Nepro- do I not want to know about it? I'm not sure about the whole thing. What about, so how about the dude's answering machine? Well, the dude's answering machine has like a 12-second delay, so... I know. So here's the thing about that. But it's the like, dude lets you know. Well, yeah, but... Here's what I think happened with the dude's answering machine. So he's all like Caucasian doubt and stoned out. And it's like, he's going to record like, this is, this is a trying thing. I don't know if you remember this. Like, I don't even bother updating my answering machine message anymore, but this used to be sort of a big thing. It's like, you had to like, okay, I need to be very clear about what I want this person to give to me and what I expect of them and vice it's this give What's and take the proper relationship. Yes. Answering machine etiquette. There's some etiquette there. So I think that the so this is um ninety one, so this is prime like answering machine etiquette era here. I think the dude was every all, once in a while you get the person who's like, I don't talk to machines. <laughs> right. Click. And, and it's like, oh and you're offended at that. It's like Oh, and you play it back for people. But he, being all Caucasian and stoned out, was like, he froze. I think he, like, went to record it, and the technology maybe was a little beyond him, was a little baffling, and, like, he wasn't sure it was recording, he didn't know, he froze a little bit, which is why it waits, like, 11 seconds before his message comes on. Like, I think he was outdone by the technology a little bit. Well, right, obviously. I mean, if you can make it shorter, well, yeah, he the, would have. That's the idea. You make it as short as possible, right? Because he, like, he, he recognized it. And that's the thing. Again, it's a thing that, I don't know, maybe, you know, our listener does not r- notice this. Because I didn't notice it, really, until... I think I didn't notice it until I just looked at it right now for this minute. Yeah, I don't think I did either because there's so much, there's other things going on. You're not paying attention. Yeah. But he's like, they're slipping it in there, you know? Yeah. But it, and partly it just works for like the, um, for the story. It works for like the, not the story, but like the, um, the mood of this scene. Like it yeah, works well, for the pacing of the it, right? Pacing. To have, nice to one. have the ringing and then. Exactly. The conversation, then there's the click. Have a little lull. The up and yeah. down, you know, you know, you got to ebb and flow with a scene. So this gives you a little moment yeah. where there's a quiet time. Right. Yeah. No, so the, nice. the 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 phone, the answering machine picks up, and you hear the dude. The dude is not in. Leave a message after the beep. It takes a minute. Because <laughs> he's probably <laughs> like, "How do I do this?" Yeah. And then there's 10 to 12 seconds of nothing. It's just silence until finally you eventually hear the beep. <laughs> it's beep. so long. Wouldn't hold out much hope for the t- 
tape deck, though. Or the Credence. It, yeah, it's ten seconds. Another ten seconds, probably. Beep! Before he can find the right button to push. <laughs> and then who comes on the line? Why, it's Mod. We got Mod on the mod. line. Yep, we have Mod, who we saw briefly before when he got punched out. We had no idea she was Mod at the time. No. And we still don't, may perhaps, know. So here's a whole new character we're going to be introduced to. Well, doesn't she say it's Mod when the she, her message comes on? Her message right now comes on. She says, yeah, this is Mod. My name is Maude Lebowski, so... Okay. But we but don't we know don't, we, yeah, we don't Lebowski is. We've never right. seen her. That's right. That's right. We don't know. That's right. Well, I guess we can close the case on that one. You know, I gotta... I've said it before, but I really gotta give kudos to this uh, right-handed blonde cop. Like, for as shitty as his job must be, given that he, he's been sent out on this thing where this stoner loser guy is reporting a stolen like 1972 beat to shit El Camino and he has and to go out on this and his briefcase with his papers his briefcase with his business papers his papers business papers and the uh serious cop who's you know two days from retirement like ah this blonde cop you know, I really, I kind of want to hang out with this blonde cop. I wish I could zoom in enough to see what his name tag was, because I'd look him up and and look up the um, the history of Los Angeles law enforcement and try to find his name. I'd, I'd want to hang out with him. I might stalk his apartment a little bit and, you know, have a uh, white wine spritzer with him, perhaps. Because he seems like a good guy, like just a positive guy that you want to hang out with. Now, do you think any of this is condescending that he's doing? Or is he genuine about this? Oh, I think he's genuine. I think he's genuine, too. Now, the other guy's so pissed off. Right. Which is unfortunate. They just balance each other out. They're like the original odd couple. <laughs> Brad, you know, we haven't even gotten into... The dude enters Maud Lebowski's apartment in this. Nope. Nope. Well, should we move there? We have to. We have to. Yeah. We must. Right. So, that's where we go. That's the, that's the transition. We hear that it's Maude Lebowski. Which... Says she has the rug. Which, yeah, that's the transition. Which the dude had just reported stolen. But here's the thing about that transition. That transition is bullshit. That transition is meaningless. Just like this entire story. The entire plot of this movie is meaningless. Which is why I was so hell-bent on you telling the Aquatic Monkey Boy story, because where does it start? Where does it go? What's the mean? There's no meaning to it. It's a random thing that happened that I just can't wrap my mind around. I think the Aquatic Monkey Boy story could make a good, like, 25-minute short film. Well, of course it could, seeing as how The Big Lebowski makes a good... 118 minute film film. with no meaning you know just a bunch of random events that happen and the more i get into our textbook because i finally started reading it the more i get into that the more i realize like they uh this is a tough one on one hand they have no idea what they're doing 
on the other hand, they're so meticulous about everything they're doing. They storyboard every fucking shot. Even if it's a scene that's 30 seconds long, that is two people sitting at a desk, and neither of them move, they storyboard every shot. But on the other why hand... Why do you not storyboard every shot? Well, why would you? It's two people sitting across from each other at a desk. Why would you storyboard that? Well, if you don't, how the hell do you know if you got what you... I don't know. I just feel like... Well, you just know. It's like, we're not going to do anything fancy here. It's a wide. It's close on this guy over the shoulder, this guy over the shoulder, blah, blah, blah. We'll shoot it three different ways. You're done, you know? And you shoot it, you know, five different ways. You shoot it wide. You shoot it tight on the one guy, tight on the other guy, over the shoulder one guy, over the shoulder the other guy. What the fuck else do you need? You're not going to do any crazy moves, you know? You're not going to do any crazy, like, cranes or jibs or anything. But they storyboard... But how do you know you're not going to do a crane or a jib unless you storyboard it to say, oh, yeah, there's nothing special here. Well... You know you're not going to do that because you trust yourself. But they storyboard every shot, which in some ways locks them into what they're doing, but also says, we trust our vision from the screenwriting phase. We're not going to do too much, like, there's not going to be too much uh, impromptu sort of like off-the-cuff shit going on on set. Here's the script. The script lives as its own organic, living, breathing thing. And attached to it are the storyboards for each scene. This is what it is. Look at that. That's what we do. So in some ways, it's, it's almost... It's, uh... I don't know. It's kind of limiting. But it's, it's just transferring the spontaneity to the screenwriting phase as opposed to the set phase, which makes a beautiful sort of sense because you're not spending nearly as much fucking money writing the screenplay and storyboarding as you are on set with a hundred people around you. It's beautiful, and, you know, it starts to make sense. Like, you want... You want to, like, maintain that freedom where... You know, I'm looking at this frame at 4247, the first couple of frames, first couple of seconds where the dude walks into Maud Lebowski's loft, wherever it is, you know, and the light is shining from behind him and he steps up and it's, he's got these long shadows extending out from his calves and his legs. It's like, on some level, you want to maintain the freedom to be like, oh, but what if I wanted to see those shadows, and then dolly around all the way behind him so I could see from behind him and realize the expanse of Maud's, like, very uh, tractor-trailer-like shape of her loft. What if I wanted to do that in one shot? But the thing I'm realizing reading our textbook, which you should read, is that the Coens know they don't want to do that. The problem is that a lot of directors feel the need to keep that eventuality like in their little playbook, in their little holster, so that if they say on set, okay, we just changed it up, we're going to dolly around from in front of the dude 
focusing on his feet and like dolly all the way around till we're behind him and we've zoomed out or dollied back enough we can see the entire expanse of Maud's apartment in one shot. Most crews need to bring so much shit with them, like all of the gear, just in case the director says, I want to do this. The Coens don't do that. Everybody gets the script. People get the storyboard. They look at it, and it's like, oh, okay, this is in fact just two people sitting across from each other at a desk. Thank goodness. We don't need to bring all the extra shit. We don't need to hire the extra truck or the drivers. We don't need to bring, you know, the uh, 20Ks. It's more efficient. Uh, financially. Logistically. It's just a better way to work. But you have to know what you're doing before you ever step foot on well, the set. They have the vision versus, you know, the, I think you could do a thing where you play off the environment, right? Like, so you might get to a location and based on, you know, how the light is working there or something, you might want to try something different or new or keep that freedom. Whereas I think the Cohen, like everything is just constructed. Yeah. It's not like, you know, they, they already constructed, well, mods building you know is has yes this long hallway right which you could say is somewhat uh vaginal right it is like the dude and uh the birth canal right everything about mod is vaginal so they put that together that's funny that you say I, that just commended well it's funny that you say that vaginal. because it, it is commended as highly vaginal but what the other thing that's highly vaginal in that it is very creationary, is that the Cohen's method, instead of being, like you would expect it to be more confining, but instead it frees everybody up to perform their craft at the highest possible level yeah, no, because exactly. there's no questions. They know exactly what it's supposed to be. So it's like, ah, thank goodness. What a relief. Now I can do my job. For instance, at 4247, I'm still parked on this frame. Uh, I don't know if this is the production designer or what's his name, but like, look at how vaginal this frame is. There's the dude's legs and the shadows and the paint on the floor. It's all very vaginal. It's so like, is that paint? It's supposed to be vaginal. Wait, wait, is it paint or is it what? I don't know. What is it? Well, I would assume it's paint. Isn't it paint? It's, I guess it's probably paint. What else would it be, Brad? When you first see it, I don't know. It just seems like it could be some sort of bodily fluid. Is it semen, Brad? I don't think semen. I think maybe urine. Urine wouldn't be so viscous. Probably not menstrual blood now i've had a like one of our cats one time when i say one of our cats i mean my brother's cat had some anal leakage which was pretty viscous which wasn't feces mind you this was some other like they have glands there and my dog i have a chocolate lab he's giant he's 126 pounds 
he has anal glands. Right. And like yes, they, dogs have this. Oh, thing. what is that? What is the point of that? I don't know. I don't know exactly. I just know like sometimes I guess if you have problems with that, you take them to the vet and the vet like pops the glands. Well, there's a gets there, all that junk out. There's of a it. term for it. You want to know the term for it? I'd love to hear it. Let me get this real real close to my mouth here. They call it expressing the anal oh, glands. Expressing. expressing. The anal glands. Okay. Let's really expediate this. Sure. Make it move fast. God. I had something else I was going to say about the, um, you know, instead of being confining, it's very liberating. But, uh... Well, I think that relates to a lot of things. I mean, I think that's something that I struggle with in my professional life also. Is that balance between being allowed to play, but also having the... Structures. The structures in place, but ultimately that lets you do, can let you do your best work because there is some level of focus, Mm -hmm. but not going into being so narrow that you're then just kind of trapped in some little box. So it really is. And I would say right now that's something that is, I want to say it's, it's pretty much in the forefront of my mind recently for trying to find that balance. That's been in the forefront of my mind for like. 12 years, but, you know, how long can a thing be in the forefront of your mind before you have to admit that you're never going to do anything about it? Like, you you got to try harder or something. Like, I don't know. And I don't know how that relates to doing your own shit, you know? Everybody has their things that they want to do. But, you know, you don't want to do it. It's like you have other responsibilities and other things. But you have to, like... I don't know, put deadlines on yourself, or I don't know what else there is. Well, you need constraints, but whether they be temporal. But that's the only thing I can think geographic, of. Geographic. Well, what are geographic monetary. constraints? Well, I can understand a monetary constraint, but tell me about the Golden Man, Brad. How about that? Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, the Golden Man. So this is the whole like uh, crypto. Yeah, this this is the cryptozoological episode. Yeah, there was a golden man once. I mean, is, is there really anything more to say about that? Well, well, I don't know. How tall was the golden man? He was like the, I guess, like the size of just a, a regular old man, like a regular human adult. See, I thought the golden man was more like the size of a relatively tall basketball player. It's hard to say how tall he was. I mean, I was really young. I would say he was skinny, right? He was lanky. He was pretty lanky. Maybe that exaggerated his height. Yeah, you might see that. But yeah, so this story is, I was sometime, I'm going to say, because this was in a house that I moved out of when I was in second grade. So I couldn't have been older than second grade, but I think I was probably younger than that. Maybe preschool age. Hard to say exactly what age I was. I'm going to say preschool age. I know how those ages go. It's difficult to nail down. But I looked out the window of the house. Mm-hmm. Of the house that I lived in at that time with my parents. From the house that I grew up in. 
we lived in a very rural setting. Um, but I looked out the window and I saw the golden man. It was a humanoid shape, but it was kind of glowing gold, kind of featureless, just more kind of like a gold kind of a shape, human, vaguely human shape, walking through the yard. That's it. What was your reaction to that? I don't think I had much of a reaction. What strangely enough, <laughs> you were just like, "Cool, cool, that's pretty awesome." Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I. <laughs> okay. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, no aftermath to that. No, like that's not something I see every day. You know, I saw the golden I man told... too. No, did you? Yeah, I don't. I really don't want to talk about this too much. I just. All right. Well, the Golden Man. Yeah, but I, I saw guess he visits everyone at some time. But I saw the Golden Man when I was twenty-four, so the big difference there. Yeah, is a big difference. I want to say the Golden Man, and I don't know. This might maybe this just kind of ruins it, but it was kind of like the aliens in Cocoon. Remember the movie? Cocoon. Oh, I saw it so long ago, though. I don't really remember but them. The movie Cocoon, I never saw. I mean, that movie didn't even come out until after I had seen The Golden Man. Mm. So it's not like I'd seen that and it made, you know, like I was just imagining what I saw in that movie somehow. I have to be. But when I did see Cocoon, I was like, that's, that's kind of like The Golden Man. See, I have to be really careful here, but um, I had a similar experience with a friend of mine who. Um, experienced a thing first and then saw a thing in popular culture later that caused him I guess you'd call it post-traumatic stress disorder and I don't want to say too much here but um, sometimes I don't know there ah uh, what are you going to say? You're going to sound like a bunch of uh, paranoid schizophrenics or something. What are we, a bunch of loonies? We have a bunch of loony tunes here. But sometimes, sometimes there's a thing, Brad. Sometimes there's a thing, and it's universal, and then it manifests itself in a different way. I don't, it's hard to describe it without saying too much. But I'm not going to get into that here. Um, we've we've sufficiently dodged the movie, I think. Uh, we haven't talked about that too much. Talked uh, about it a little bit, but we're ready to dig in, I think. Yeah, I think episode. we have sufficiently prepped. We have prepped. Mod, we have a whole new character. Ah, yes. Terrific setting. Now, we are on the cusp of the mistaken second gut punch here, which this this in... The next minute, so episode 44, we're going to experience what I thought was going to be your second gut punch before you revealed your actual second gut punch. So, I don't want to spoil it. We'll keep it to right, the next yeah, I'm episode. I'm looking forward to hear what that is. My friend, um, thank you for talking to me about uh, the Aquatic Monkey Boy for 40 minutes. 
And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he slung some poop up on your poop deck. Excelsior. Seth. <laughs> Grandpa Seth! Grandpa Seth! Grandpa Seth! Scrape the poop off that rubbing stump, son! Next time on Gutterball. Gutterball.